And now, here's Matt Mosley. Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. John Mashota joining us now uh, from The Athletic. He's been out at uh, in Frisco uh, at the Star, kind of monitoring everything. And uh, a little bit sad, John, that uh, it looks like Mike McCarthy will be home alone this evening. On the uh, occasion of his 59th birthday, he said he would be spending it alone. His family has already made the way to Green Bay. Uh, did the, did the, the media, you know, at least get a chance to wish him a happy birthday, or do you feel like, I mean, I, I, it, it just kind of seems uh, sad to imagine Mike all alone this evening on his birthday. You know, we did, uh, and I don't think he sounded that upset about being uh, home alone. You know, I, I think that he usually has uh, some kids running around, and uh, uh, I think having the house to himself, he didn't sound like he was too upset about that. And uh, uh, we did wish him a happy birthday. Uh, tomorrow, uh, I think that uh, some media members had planned to get him some cookies or something like that because we have a little uh, extended interview session with him on Fridays. So uh, I think we'll probably talk about it more there. All right, man. Uh, I hope Archer chooses some good cookies, maybe some Tiff treats or something like that, and uh, or JD's Chippery. I don't know if you've ever had those. Uh, Dave would know what those are. That's an unbelievable chocolate chip cookie up there in the uh, in the Metroplex. Um, that's interesting. I mean, this whole Green Bay thing was supposed to be a huge game, and it still it, it means a lot to the Cowboys. Obviously, the Green Bay now is just. Uh, I mean, basically, they're all hope is gone at this point. Isn't it weird that like three weeks ago they started touting this as this huge afternoon Fox game? I mean, this thing had really been uh, played up, and and I, I don't think we ever predicted Green Bay would go this poorly. Um, John, I mean, are I mean, even your Detroit Lions got the best of them. I mean, that's 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 how bad this thing has has gotten. It is. Do you sense the Cowboys are still trying to treat them like these really, really good Green Bay teams that, that always go to the NFC title game? Are they at least trying to get in that headspace instead of treating them like the 3-6 and six team that they actually are right now? I believe they are still taking them seriously. I, from being in the locker room the last couple of days, I certainly get the sense that they still take them seriously. And I would say the number one reason why – is because Aaron Rodgers is still out there. Now, I will say that what I saw last Sunday against the Lions was absolute rock bottom for Aaron Rodgers. That's the worst I've ever seen him play uh, against the Lions team that he has owned throughout his career. And so that is uh, that was an eye-opener there because I even thought that that would be kind of a get-right game and then he'd go into this one and there'd be, uh, you know, I mean, it's not just like Mike McCarthy left Green Bay. Mike McCarthy was, you know, Aaron's coach for a long time and, Coached him, you know, to a Super Bowl win. So there's obviously uh, something there between the two of them. But as long as Aaron Rodgers is on the field, this Cowboys team will take them seriously. It'd be one thing if Aaron Rodgers would have went down a couple weeks ago, and this is they're they're facing the the Jordan Love Packers. Then I think there's a chance yeah. that maybe you overlook them. But I think there's not a ton, but there's enough guys that are still on this team that have been on some of those previous Cowboys teams that have seen what Aaron Rodgers is capable of. And the last thing you want to do, as bad as that Packers have played these last five games, is you do not want this game to be close late with him a chance, with Aaron Rodgers having a chance to have the ball and, and, and win this game. And so uh, I don't think that they're taking them lightly uh, right now. 
Um, but then again, we'll see how the game starts. If they come out and, they, and they're playing like they did against the Bears and they're just going up and down the field and scoring, might be a little bit different different story then. You think Mike really does uh, try to at least focus on the really good times with Rodgers and, and, and thinks fondly of him? I was reading some of that, what you were writing and others. I mean, Aaron has a way of Im- almost trying to embarrass people that are his coaches. I mean, he's even done it with his current coach a little bit and, you know, talking about simplifying the offense. And the coach says, well, you have to ask Aaron what that means. There's been some weird back and forth between them. Um, I, I just wonder if Mike's had time now. It's been a, a couple of years of separation to now be able to kind of think fondly on those ti- times. Because I would think when he first was bounced out of Green Bay that I, I would think there was probably some ill feelings toward uh, Aaron Rodgers. Do you think that's accurate? I do. I do. And But time heals most wounds. Uh, obviously, there's still some wounds there when you talk about guys like Jimmy Johnson still not being in the ring of honor. But uh, mm-hmm. even a Jimmy Jerry type, you know, how ugly that got when it when it broke apart. They still are cordial now, and they'll, they'll be nicer and say more complimentary things now than they would have certainly said uh, you know, back in 1994, 1995. And I think it's the same thing with, with Aaron Rodgers and, and Mike McCarthy. They had a lot of success together. Um, it's not like Aaron Rodgers has gone on to win multiple Super Bowls without Mike McCarthy. They both have won one Super Bowl and it was, it was together. And I found it interesting this week, you know, Aaron Rodgers has done several interviews and uh, he stood in front of his locker for about 20 minutes yesterday uh, talking to reporters. And, and, and he talks about how, he's going to forever be linked to Mike because they won a Super Bowl together. How many, how many people win Super Bowls with, I mean, in general. So if you're a teammate of somebody, when you guys win a Super Bowl, there is a bond mm-hmm. that you're going to have. And it just, I think Mike moved past it probably pretty quickly. And I think Aaron has too. I mean, they both have spoken very highly of each other. Aaron was talking about how he can't wait to see Mike before the game and give him a big hug and all that. And he just, to your point, we never would have heard that stuff if they were facing the Packers you know, the very next season after Mike got fired. But, you know, time has passed, and, and, and Mike has landed on his feet, and uh, and, he's, and he's coaching a team that's doing very well. And the team that he's used to coach isn't doing very well right now. And so uh, I, I think that there's still going to be uh, some rivalry there on the field. There's so, Certainly both sides are going to be very competitive and wanting to win that game. Uh, but I, the, the bad blood or whatever it was, you know, a few years ago, I, I don't get the sense that that's there anymore. John Machota, the uh, uh, writer for The Athletic, covers the uh, Cowboys and um, on a daily basis. And I found this fascinating how Odell Beckham Jr., and I saw in your prediction column, now you, uh, you, you noted I, that, that you hit on several of these last year. And uh, then you even noted the ones you didn't uh, hit on. But I think you made 10 predictions. And one of your predictions is that the Cowboys will sign Odell Beckham Jr. You know, you remember when Earl Thomas kind of wanted to be a part of the Cowboys. And I'm sure there were a couple of players that said, oh, yeah, we like Earl or whatever. I, I have a hard time remembering them pining away this openly for a player from the quarterback. C.D. Lamb did it today. Zeke was very open about it. Micah Parsons has been uh, very open. Can you remember any player uh, that, that the Cowboys have lobbied harder for? This is, uh, this is really interesting. and I, It's always a little awkward. I'm sure some of the current Cowboys wide receivers feel a little bit funny about this, the fact that all these players are just dying to bring Odell Beckham Jr. in. 
Oh, I'm sure they do. But at the same time, this is a Cowboys team that had a Michael Gale, Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb in previous seasons. And adding Odell would be replacing basically Amari Cooper. And so uh, it would go back to being kind of that trio that they've had before. So I think they understand. And when I say they, I mean, mainly the person you're talking about is Noah Brown. He's the one that stepped into that number three role. Yeah. Um, and he would be moved down to the fourth role. But other than that, there's nobody on this roster that really can say anything. I mean, Michael Gallup will stay where he's at. C.D. Lamb will be in the same spot that he's at. And then there's other guys that, well, let's be honest, if, if they were playing well enough, there would be no talk of Odell Beckham Jr. But uh, to answer your original question, I, there is, I have certainly never heard uh, the players talking as openly as they have been about a player like they have been about Odell Beckham. And part of me thinks the reason why that is, too, is because generally free agency, that's in the offseason, and we're not around the players during the offseason. This is a free agency mm-hmm. thing that's going on during the season. Um, the other thing that, that I've been thinking about with this is, I feel, yes, I projected him, the Cowboys to sign him, but there is a part of me that thinks this could be like the Von Miller situation. And when I say that, you know, two of the key pieces that put that Rams team over the top last year were Odell Beckham and Von Miller. And the Cowboys had some interest in Von Miller. And then all of a sudden Buffalo came out of nowhere and gave him a deal that there's no other team was offering Von Miller anything close to that there could potentially be a team that offers Odell something like that, where you're just like, wow, I can't believe that, man, that's a lot for a guy coming off of his second ACL in as many years. Like that's, and he's 30, like, but that's a possibility. If there's a team out there that thinks that, that, that he is their missing piece and puts them over the top, maybe he gets overpaid. But if, as long as the Cowboys can be in the ballpark with everyone else, I just think what this team, where they are right now, wide receiver is clearly the spot that they need the most help. And just what I think the Cowboys the star, all of that would mean to Odell Beckham and how much he would enjoy playing in that spotlight. This just seems like a no-brainer connection. This just seems to be, as long as the financials are there, this is just destined to happen. Yeah, you know, he just turned 30, and he's coming off an injury, coming off uh, surgery. Have you gotten a sense, because you were looking at a lot of those free, you know, even before the trade deadline, oh, this is a guy. Do you get a sense with Odell Beckham Jr., like, how how long do you think the ramp up period would be? Uh, and because I I think the way these players are talking, it's like they sign him and he's immediately on the field. And I I don't I still don't feel like we have like a a great feeling about exactly where he is physically. Have you been able to 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 kind of ascertain where he is in that whole process? I'm I'm not certain. I have heard that he's potentially cleared, or at least he says he is, but that doesn't mean that the Cowboys medical staff will feel the same way. And so uh, there certainly will be a ramp up period. I wouldn't expect him to be on the field for another month. And so if you're signing Odell Beckham and you're the Cowboys, the Cowboys are in a great spot. I don't think they're going to catch the Eagles, but I certainly think they're in a great spot to make the playoffs and and be in a position to, to win the NFC, because if they had an Odell Beckham, uh, they're as good as anyone. I mean, you could still make the argument that, uh, it's them and the Eagles and then everyone else as it is. And you can throw probably the 49ers in there too. But I think there will be a ramp up period because the one that I keep going back to is the opener this year. Remember Chris Godwin was coming back from, from an ACL and then he's in that Cowboys game in the opener. And I, I don't know if it was a hamstring or he, he suffered an injury there too. So you always wonder what these ACLs that, you know, these guys take so much time, to kind of build up that one injury that you had. And then all of a sudden 
uh, you're not working out the same way that you were. So yeah, you feel like you're in shape and you've been cleared, but are you really in football shape? And then, then yeah. to make up for that, you might overcompensate and get another injury. And that's the last thing they want uh, because then all of a sudden he comes back for one game and then he's out for another few weeks or something like that. So I think they'll ramp up here. I don't think they would be trying to bring them back real fast. If, if, if Odell Beckham signs with the Cowboys, I only think he plays maybe a couple regular season games. This is about the playoffs. Yeah, bring Tyron back, Odell Beckham Jr., get them all involved. Could you believe what Jimmy said about Parsons this morning on on the uh, flagship station, 105.3? I guess Jimmy's out selling his book a little bit, the new book that he wrote with uh, Dave Hyde, uh, the uh, Sentinel there in in Florida, the Sun Sentinel. That really kind of caught me by surprise. Generally, coaches that from that far back aren't going to pick modern-day players or, or current players as, like, the greatest ever. And yet he thinks he's – I think he said he thinks he's the best. I think he was talking about just defensive players. But I think he – I mean, he basically was quoted saying he's the best defensive player ever. Uh, did that Did that surprise you a little bit? It did because I feel like all coaches, especially ones with defensive backgrounds, yeah, are always – very cautious about ever saying anyone is better than Lawrence Taylor uh-huh. just to say any, I mean, that's just that he's that one guy that everyone seems afraid to sit there and say, Oh, this is the next Lawrence Taylor. You know, there, there's certain other, I mean, if you're a corner saying you're next to Deion Sanders, saying a running back runs like Barry Sanders, like those things, you're just like, are you sure about that? Like, I don't know if you want to say that. Um, I get where he's coming from. He obviously watches a lot of football. Uh, and I think Micah is great, and I think he's a freak athlete, and he can do a lot of things that, I mean, no one else really in the NFL can probably even do. But to be to put anyone above Lawrence Taylor, I just feel like you got to do it for a long time. You're going to have to do this for like a decade plus um, to put anybody above Lawrence Taylor. So I think the reason why he brought that up or and said it that way is because, I mean, Jimmy's still close with Bill Belichick. I mean, Belichick yeah. still goes down and, and visits Jimmy, and, and they just – you know, Bill is a guy that, you know, whether it's, you know, media that, that cover the Rams, talking about Aaron Donald and, and other teams, you know, reporters will ask Bill Belichick, do you think this defender is kind of like Lawrence? And he always like, guys, what are we doing here? I mean, <laughs> I mean we're going to bring up Lawrence Taylor. And so I think that they've probably had a conversation before with it, you know, yeah. maybe earlier this year that, hey, Jimmy said, like, I don't know, this Parsons kid might be. And then Bill probably shut it down immediately. And so that was probably fresh on his mind. But that's the person you're chasing. If you're trying to be the best pass rusher, best defender, it's Lawrence Taylor. I just think you got to do it for several years if you're going to get on that level. Well, I, uh, John, I appreciate it. Good visiting with you. And uh, I, I can imagine what kind of cookies do you think? McCarthy's a big dude. He obviously has joked about it. I think he lost some weight going into this season. Do you think he would be a sugar cookie? A, a more of a brownie guy or a chocolate chip? Like, if you had to guess, what direction would he go? I would think chocolate chip. I mean, he seems like a pretty, you know, old-fashioned type guy. You know, I don't know what the go-to cookie is in Pittsburgh. Um, I just think that a chocolate chip cookie is pretty standard and traditional. I think that that's kind of – I think that would be more of him than, than you know, maybe some snickerdoodle. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Any or oatmeal or something like that or raisin. 
Yeah, yeah, that'll be interesting. I've I've been at the mall back in those Pittsburgh malls. What are they, Auntie Anns or Annies and and uh, Mrs. Fields? I bet he made a couple of stops there over the years. But uh, well, uh, John, always fun. Appreciate it and safe travels. Have a great trip to uh, to Green Bay, one of the great uh, great uh, places, venues in all of the NFL. Have a great trip. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to it. All right, there he goes, John Machota. Uh, from The Athletic, covers those Dallas Cowboys on a daily basis out there and uh, does a really nice job. Always enjoy reading what John has to say. All right, a little bit more perhaps on 